Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. What's the story? Today FM. Today's guest has, is a best-selling author. You may remember his book, Tree Dogs, Banshee Fingers and Other Irish Words for Nature. Oh, such a great book. Which is fantastic. And is one. still selling thousands of copies. Well, he's got a new book. It's called Listen to the Land Speak. Uh, his name is Moncon McGann, and he's in for What's the Story? How are you? Good morning. Great to be back in, which is again. Yes, it's lovely to have you back in. It's a new visit and a new book. Mm-hmm. And I love that you are out there digging up things that we are trying so hard as a, a nation to forget. Yeah, for so long we have been just been trying to get us far away from our own culture, our own language, our own magic. And then, but we go up for like stag weekends or for parties up to Iceland, and they do the exact opposite. They are just so proud of their language, their culture. And I often thought, imagine if Ireland could be that. Imagine if we could get over the hang-ups and actually celebrate. We have a weird mythology and culture and landscape and connection to to language and heritage here. Do you mean that it is weird, as in the mythology is weird, or that our relationship to it is weird? Uh, both, I think maybe the, our understanding is because it is too weird. We had a really linear, formal church put on top of it, yeah. saying these are the simple rules, don't think of anything else. And so we, we suddenly we had to forget the fact that just to the east of Athlone, there's these three valleys dug into the landscape that are created by Queen Maeve's menstrual flow. So definitely our heritage is weird, <laughs> right. and our reaction to it is because it's just all a bit outlandish. And, and that's how we were before the church came along a thousand years ago and fifteen hundred years ago this wasn't weird. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, exactly. But maybe even up until 180 years ago, may, you could say the church only came along after the famine. Before that, we were pretty weird. And what's amazing is that so much of our weirdness actually still continues. Right. I was out in Inishir recently. And uh, in the first book, in 32 Words for Field, I say there's a word for if you wanted a, a blessing, if someone coughed or the food went down the wrong way, you said deshel which is sunwise. May it go the sun the right way. Oh. That's pagan. So I wrote in my book, this was an old thing we had long ago, and I go out into this year, and they said, oh, no, that's what we still say. Oh. They said, if someone sneezes, you say, dealing, God be with you. If someone coughs, you say, sunwise, may you align yourself with this burning star at the centre of our solar system. We're probably the only European country that's that rooted to mm. the mass extent of, of paganism, of wildness, gotcha. of sort of Game of Thrones. And there we are it. wasting times with vaccines. We could have just been aligning ourselves <laughs> to the root of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though I, I'm obsessed with Viking TV shows and those kinds of things and you know that's worldwide it's global they're making movies and TVs and there's a fascination with all the you know Marvel have dipped into Thor and that whole landscape as well and we our mythology is just as rich and just as filled with all these amazing characters and magic but we never hear anything about it. No, no. And the revelation for me, as you said, I wrote a new book, so I was looking at all this for the last two years, and I thought, okay, I'd write a book about Cuchon and, uh, you know, Finn McCool and all those, uh, and their, their connection to location. The minute I looked at any one of those... In every one of those locations, there is a goddess, a super powerful goddess story just underneath Oh, them. wow. So whether it's Anya or Eru or Fola or Boinda, these kick-ass goddesses, okay? And so it's an amazing time where we're coming back in touch, hopefully, some of us might be, coming back in touch with the landscape, with... Um, our language and also the fact that it's all about women this wow. is a matriarchal culture um, but sure our country's named after a female goddess Eru is was a woman that's totally. where Era comes from exactly. but we don't even realise it Mankan what is the story? <laughs> the story the story is probably still goddesses like 
I, as I said, so for the last two years I've been thinking about this whole thing about yeah. goddesses. And I'd never read anything about it in the past and I couldn't find anything online. But someone had told me, like in pubs late at night, someone said, you know, there's a, a chamber of the female goddess in the Midlands of Ireland. I said, great. I said, I need to find this. And I finally was told it was around Roscommon. So whenever I'd be going to Mayo, I'd stop off somewhere, anywhere in Roscommon. And eventually they told me it was around Rockcrohan, which is actually where Queen Maeve, her fort was. And finally, about a year and a quarter ago, I was coming back from Mayo, went down to Bowerin, ended in a cul-de-sac and I saw some people standing in a field mm-hmm. with sort of you know Helly Hansen jackets or you know North Face jackets so uh-huh. obviously clearly tourists yeah. or something. and I thought this there must be something here so I get into the into the cave into the field and they, I asked them what they're doing here and I said have you found the cave and they said yeah and they pointed to a hole in the bank of a field and in it was this long dark tunnel went right down under the ground straight down under the ground and um, it was muddy and slimy so I was there going down and I realised Was anyone guiding you or did you just meet some tourists and get into a hole? That was all yeah, <laughs> That was all David, You may never have come out of the I hole know, So I thought okay no I retreated again I thought, but I didn't like the fact that the tourists were in the field uh, anyway behind me <laughs> I wanted to do this on my own So a week later I said I'm going back on my own and I told my partner and I told um, my radio producer So uh, they said okay just be very careful you know tell us before you're going in tell us when you're going out bring a phone bring a flashlight do all this thing but I arrived in Rakrahan about a week later and thought, no, this, you've got to do this right. This is a ritual. This is almost, you know, a, a pa- rite of passage. So I left the phone in the car. I left the torch in the car. Uh, yeah, um, but I did bring my recorder, my audio recorder, okay. my little H2 Zoom, because I just thought, okay, I want to trap this. In case I meet Morrigan, which was, you know, the great goddess who for, it was in the form of a sort of hooded crow. Um, and Queen Maeve was also meant to have her three wild cats there. So there's a story that Cúchulainn and two other warriors, when they were fighting with each other, deciding who was the strongest, they decided to go down into this cave and, and whoever emerged alive the next day. And so Queen Maeve sent three of her most ferocious beasts and tore them to shreds. But somehow Cúchulainn had the strength to will and he just clambered out in wreck afterwards. So I decided, I want to catch... If that happens, I want to be out there for a reporter. Happens, okay, yeah. <laughs> if I'm torn asunder by three fierce yeah. cats... So I, I posted myself through it, crawling through, like it's just wide enough for me to get through it. And I couldn't see nothing. I could see absolutely nothing. After the first three metres, it was pitch black. And I finally just kept deeper and deeper and more and more petrified and feeling the air get colder and feeling the lack of ox- oxygen the further I got or the lack of, lack of mix of oxygen that's on the surface. And uh, finally, I got down to this chamber, this massive chamber. And the only way I knew it was huge was because when I shouted, I could hear it echoing round, like like three cathedrals in a row. But again, I had no idea. Pitch black. So I was, had my back against the slimy wet wall and I decided, okay, this is it. This is what our ancestors did when they wanted to write a passage. And somehow, by miracle or other, we have preserved one of the most ancient ritual spots in the landscape. And no one has talked about it. Mm. Up until five or ten years ago, there was no nothing in any book. There was nothing on the internet. Now you, now you hear about it. It's called Uiv Nagat, which is called the Uiv, the cave of Nagat, of the cats, because of Queen Maeve's right, wild cats, right, yeah. or of the Gah, the battle. So I settled down there, and I decided, okay, I can do this, I can do this. But then, of course, the fear comes yeah. in, you know, and because you, you think, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's obviously it's wet, and it was a cave, obviously created by underground wa- uh, rivers. How do I know there isn't going to be a sudden, you know, torrent <laughs> yeah. of rain on top, and the whole thing is going to flood, and I'm going to die? And then you think of bats, and then you think of the monsters that I'd read about that had appeared to Kukulun. But I just tried to hold it together. And I sang. You know the way when a little baby, when they're just trying to reassure themselves, they sing yeah. to themselves? I think that was it. The more I sang... Yeah, but they the also more... sing like that in horror movies. You know, it's like... <laughs> la, 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 la. 
<laughs> so you're singing away. Did yeah. you calm your nerves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I was doing because I realised I had like I told my partner and I told um, I told the producer that I was going to go there for all night. I was going to stay the night there and that I was going to come out and emerge the next day. So like um, I waited amount of time and I thought, okay, this could be six hours or it could be ten minutes. Like there was no way of knowing. But I thought, in case it's ten minutes, I can't appear again. So I just. I just breathed it and just kept on breathing and prepped on breathing and like I would see things coming out of the darkness at me but like I knew they were phantoms of imagination I knew there was nothing but I clearly saw them and none of the things I saw coming were nice were good, were good. <laughs> right. so I thought okay um, at some point I've got to get out I, I mean I could I just felt it's going to rain and it's going to flood and I'm going to die and this is just so stupid and I'd bang my head pretty badly on the way down right because right? I because it was so pitch dark I hadn't thought of bringing a helmet and I thought okay this could be concussion as well maybe that's what <laughs> So I did. I turned around and slowly clambered up again. And never have I been more like grateful to see the surface again. Even those first five meters when I saw a bit of light in the distance and I smelt the different smells of actually the earth rather than the underground cavern. I just was sort of like relieved and I climbed out of there. Like, as far as I can say, a new man totally changed. Having all my because I just got so afraid or so just full of uncertainty down mm. there that the relief of being on the planet Earth and seeing the light and seeing the colours and like in the end I checked the clock I was only there three hours I was not there long yeah. so you were rebirthed by the Earth exactly exactly and I think that's what our people were doing and we go that's now, the rite of passage perhaps yeah, yeah. and we see Gray Bear Grills you know doing these our African tribes doing rites of passage we definitely had them in Ireland yeah. and that was one of them it's called Oivnagat and it's in Tulsk County Roscommon and there's now the Rockrahan Visitor Centre and they lead tours there because it's actually on private land so it is better to go there yes, with someone right. I mean I probably shouldn't have been trespassing <laughs> but underground who owns the land underground once I'd gone into the tunnel are you not disappointed that you didn't have a torch you could actually see the cavern in there. I, I mean, I've, I've since I've since gone online and looked at photos so okay. I do have a sense and I will go back there I definitely will go back there properly um, with a torch again. and a helmet yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had the torch, I probably didn't need the helmet. You know, you yeah. probably see. Yeah. <laughs> Moncon, absolutely amazing. The new book, Listen to the Land Speak, is out now. And listen, uh, if you're going to write a book and you're thinking of doing research, that's research. Okay. <laughs> Physically getting into the land you're about to speak about. <laughs> no, that's stupidity. Don't do it. Like <laughs> Moncon, thanks so much. Thank you. The story. Today FM. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m. Today.